Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 what's going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I want to give you a warm welcome here. Thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about Minecraft, if you were wondering, and specifically about Minecraft updates. Those could be updates that are actually coming to the game, such as 1.21 and all the wonderful, really cool features that are coming in that update. Or these are updates that we're just making up on our own because we like to, because it's fun to speculate and theorize about the future of the game. It's fun to think about, hey, what if they added a new weapon to Minecraft one day or this new type of block or maybe this new mechanic that would do something really cool. Or maybe there's features that we don't like about the game, such as the Elytra. (laughs) Uh, How could we make that work better in the game that doesn't just absolutely slaughter and kill all the horses in your world and make them utterly useless? That's my opinion. That's my opinion, not the opinion of my entire community. Just so you don't run away, you know, if you're an Elytra lover. But anyway, that's the kind of stuff we talk about around here and we have a good time doing it. Um, So I want to say thank you for dropping by and I hope you stay tuned. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing to it on whatever platform you follow podcasts on, be that Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, what have you. And if you really enjoy enjoy it. Consider sharing it with a friend and spreading the news about the podcast. So with that being said, welcome to the show. We're going to get into the Q&A segment of this episode, the question and answer segment, meaning I ask you a question and y'all answer me as the audience because I like to turn the spotlight on you guys and feature your thoughts, your opinions, and your creativity when it comes to things about Minecraft. So let's get into it right now with no further ado. A few episodes ago, I asked you guys, do you like Minecraft's larger themed updates or would you prefer smaller updates throughout the year? Now, currently in Minecraft development cycle, we get about one to two major updates per year. Uh, Usually they have a theme that they go by, 
Lately, they are seeming to have less of a cohesive theme, but generally speaking, there is an idea that the, um, that the update is working with, such as 1.21 seems to be somewhat combat-oriented, somewhat technical-oriented, uh, and a better example would be the Update Aquatic or the Nether Update. You know, it is what it sounds like. Um, but they have done updates in the past, and other games also update like this, where throughout the year, they don't really focus on a huge, big, major themed update. They just give us, hey, you know, next week you're going to see an update to the game. We fixed this thing, or we added this new little feature over here to make the game a little bit more fun. And so changes to the game happen more gradually over time. Um, but, you know, if you added them up over the course of a year, it would be a big, major update. Um, so I wanted to see what you guys had to say. What do you prefer and why? So Miles says, it depends. If the small updates brought something small and unrelated to other updates, those could work. But I like big updates for the feel of something new and adventurous. Now that's going to be a theme that we see throughout a lot of these answers is that a lot of people really like the hype that the larger updates bring. The excitement of, man, this really, really cool collection of features is going to bring something new and adventurous to the game. Lots of new experiences to be had. Um, and so a lot of people put a lot of value in the hype and excitement around the larger updates, which was interesting for me to see. Uh, Darth Call 9 says both. The Nether update and the Wild update were awesome. So I guess big updates can be really fun, but the small updates with little things can be fun also. That's an interesting take on the Wild update because I would have put that in the category of a bigger update um, just because of all that it gave us. I mean, it gave us, uh, if I'm not mistaken in my understanding of the timeline, <laughs> it gave us the Warden. You know, it gave us some qu quite big things. It gave us archaeology. Now, I know archaeology is not something that a lot of Minecrafters really delve into, but it is quite a big feature in the game. I mean, as far as what it all brings and how what's all involved. I mean, a whole new structure. Um, so I would say that the Wild Update was a larger update, but it definitely was smaller, I suppose, in scope than the Nether update. Um, so interesting take. I wonder how many people would consider the Wild update a small update as well. Dragonfish says, I like the larger updates rather than little updates, slowly adding tiny bits to the game because you can get super hyped about the big update coming soon. Again, the, the value placed on the hype, I think, is something to consider here. Um, and I don't think that that's a misplaced value. I think that getting excited as a community about something um, together, really, there's a lot of worth in that. And there, it makes the community a more fun place to be, in my opinion, um, because we riff off of the theme of the, of the update. A lot of people who are content creators will put out their takes and their spins on new features that are coming out in a larger update. And so that's something, it's almost like a huge event that we as the community um, not only look forward to, but we actually take part in and participate and contribute to in a way. So I like that take a lot. Uh, Floop says, I would like bug fixes to be more often, but I still like the giant updates once every long period of time for the, ex the anticipation and the excitement. 
And I agree, bug fixes should really not be reserved for the larger updates, in my opinion. Now, I'm not a developer, and there could be a really good reason, technically, for why they usually kind of wait for larger updates before they fix the bugs. And again, I don't think that they do this all the time. I, I think that sometimes they actually do fix bugs in the middle of a development cycle, even when they're not working on a, when they're not revealing, you know, huge uh, snapshots uh, for a larger um, update. But I do think that gradual, little incremental changes, little tweaks here and there throughout the year would be fine. Silas says the big updates are the best because they always have surprises and have more anticipation. Blaze says, I prefer the bigger theme updates with emphasis on theme. I feel like a big theme should be decided very early on without trying to make every tiny feature developed fit in one later on. Now, that's a good point as well. I will say that the development team um, really does work years in advance. Now, if we're going to get an end update anytime soon or even in the next few years, they're already working on it somehow, some way. I guarantee you. Um, all of these features that we're seeing rolling out right now have probably been in the works for a while. Um, probably even when they were working on uh, even more recent updates like the Caves and Cliffs, they were probably already working on things like the Armadillo. Maybe not the Armadillo since that was a mob vote uh, edition, but things like... Um, uh, maybe wolf armor even, or uh, the, tr the trial chambers probably had been in the works for quite a while. But I do agree that sometimes, and especially now recently with this 1.21 update, it feels like they had a collection of ideas that they wanted to add to the game. And this is just my opinion. But they they were like, okay, how can we make this all fit together? Well, let's just have a combat and tinkering update. Now, that's not the official name, but that is kind of the official theme that they gave us in Minecraft Live. They are free to change that at any time. They might give us a name for this update that completely changes the theme altogether. But so far, as we've been seeing these things roll out, and as we've been hearing what they're the way that they talk about it in Minecraft Live recently um, is combat and tinkering. And so, but it but it does feel like they just kind of had a collection of random features that they wanted to tie together into a big update. And so they needed a theme, and that was the theme that they settled on. It's really not a cohesive theme. One, because there's hardly any real combat features in the um, in the update as has been revealed. There could totally be some in the future. And for the tinkering side. I see where they're going, but it doesn't, it, I don't know, it doesn't feel fully fleshed out on either side of that theme idea. And so it just kind of feels a little haphazard to me. That's just my opinion, but I do agree. Uh, they don't need to make every tiny little feature fit one theme. Um, it would be better if those were spread out maybe a little bit more. Donkey Kong says smaller updates over the year, but every now and then a larger update. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much, Donkey Kong. And yeah, maybe a balance could be struck. You know, we could have every two years a huge themed update, but then every um, the rest of the time be just smaller little incremental updates. You know, nothing big like a huge structure being added, but you know, maybe if the, the armadillo could have been a very small little update. It could have been the, the you know, the, the March update. You know, it could have been something like that instead of being reserved for a larger release. 
Alex DeKing says, I like larger updates instead of the small ones throughout the year because I like to acclimate to the game before I have to update it again. Alex DeKing died from too many updates in one year. Now, there is a good point as well. The larger updates give us more time as a community to get used to the new features that are going to come uh, and also give our opinions and feedback on the features before they actually get implemented into the game. We probably wouldn't have that same opportunity with the smaller features features if if they did smaller updates throughout the year. We wouldn't have that opportunity to be like, hey, that iteration of the armadillo is not really good. You should change it this way. Like we've done with the armadillo this uh, development cycle. There were some issues with the texture. There were some issues with the behavior that the community didn't like. And so Minecraft or Mojang um, took that advice and took that criticism and actually adjusted on the fly. Um, we might not be able to get that sort of interaction with smaller updates throughout the year. So it seems to be there's kind of pros and cons either way. Anna says, I like the larger updates. And meanwhile, we can just turn on experimental. And there's also a, a true, you know, a truth there um, for, you know, those smaller little features. Maybe they could just throw those under experimental and you can play with them if you want to. And they're not under a whole lot of pressure to add those um, at any uh, given point. Anselm says, definitely big updates like 1.18 or 1.16. Those huge overhauls are so cool. Love your podcast, Rebel. Making so many epi episodes is just crazy to me. <laughs> it's crazy to me too, <laughs> but thank you, Anselm. Yeah, 1.18, 1.16, great updates. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I see the appeal of the big ones. And again, it just seems like there's pros and cons either way. Uh, just a few more here. Mason says larger because many games have the occasional big update and weekly events that occur once every year. The Arch Villager says both. I love technical editions every week or so, but I also like to hype and then enjoy the big updates. Again, there's there could be a balance struck that I think would be quite good. And finally, Randomly Duck says larger because it gives more time for Mojang to make it even better and the more occasional updates make it feel like a bigger event and more special. It is a great excuse to try them with your friends as well. There's always snapshots to check it out if you don't want to wait too long. So it seems like just from this, I guess, straw poll that I just took here, more people like the larger updates um, than would want the smaller updates. But also there's this idea out there that there could be a balance struck. Maybe the, the less hype kind of things could be reserved for throughout the year. Maybe if there's like bug fixes or small little additions to the game, maybe if they wanted to add a new block or change the behavior of a mob or even add a very small mob that could be done incrementally throughout the year. But then big things like biomes, entirely new mobs, you know, that have huge functionality to them or structures or new items with crazy features like the wind charge. Those could be reserved for bigger updates with more hype behind them. Either way, I think there's pros and cons. Maybe a balance should be struck. I don't know. 
Um, but I just wanted to see what you guys had to say, and thank you for sharing your opinions. Now, if you would like to take part in an upcoming uh, Q&A segment, go to this episode on Spotify and interact with the Q&A post there, or alternatively, you can go over to the Discord. I have a whole channel dedicated to the Q&A segment, and you can just leave me your ideas there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. If you want to access the Discord, the link is in the show notes of this episode. I hope it's working. If it's not, send me an email and I will give you a personal link that will work. Um, But yeah, go over to the Discord. A lot of fun things are happening over on the Discord. There's a lot of events happening, like the One Block Challenge, uh, which is still going on. This is your last day to send your idea for the One Block Challenge, by the way. And the um, the theme for this week is has has been multiply. So uh, all the details for that are in the description of this episode. But not only that, you can also participate in community-run Discord-exclusive events such as the One Item Challenge and now the One Mob Challenge that they're doing. Some fun things going on there. Um, I will try to incorporate those into future episodes. I don't have those in my notes right now. But if you want to take part in those more Discord-exclusive events that are community-run, that look a lot of fun. And honestly, I've been enjoying seeing everyone's ideas and everyone interacting on those. Join the Discord, and I'm sure that they would be happy to include you on that as well. Well, with that all out of the way, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. And this being a Wednesday episode, I'm going to kick it off with an entirely new series of Wednesday episodes exploring an entire new update to the game. Now, this is not an update that's coming to the game. This is an update that I am making up on my own. Um, This is just a bunch of ideas that I have. I try to find a theme or a system in the game that needs a little bit of refreshing, needs a little bit of change, and then I go through a few weeks of Wednesday episodes and give you these ideas a little bit at a time, summarizing them at the end of the season and just saying this is how I would update this particular system or this particular theme or area of Minecraft. So this series of Wednesday episodes is going to be the Pets and Friends update or the Family and Friends update, whatever you want to call it. I'm calling it the Pets and Friends update. What do I mean by pets and friends? Well, it should be fairly obvious. I think that there needs to be an update to the pet system in Minecraft, but also extend it a little bit into friendly and neutral NPCs. This is an area of Minecraft I feel is very important to the experience because otherwise Minecraft feels quite lonely unless you are in multiplayer. But if you're playing in single player, Minecraft can feel very lonely um, without the presence of pets and or neutral friendly NPC mobs. So I would like for these to be a bit more interesting, have a bit more of an easier way to interact with them, a bit more useful, but also just um, more lively. I feel like there's a lot of life that could be added into these areas of the game. And that's what we're going to talk about. So first of all, what do I mean by pets? Because a lot of things can be pets in Minecraft. You could literally have a dirt block be your pet in Minecraft. So what do I mean by pets? How am I defining pets? 
pets in Minecraft? What is included in that system? First and foremost, we have the tamed wolf. Now, the tamed wolf is actually getting some really good, much needed updates in 1.21. Uh, so there won't be a whole lot to say about the tamed wolf specifically, but um, there it is a great mob. There are some things that I would still change about it but I am really enjoying the direction that they are taking it now with the changes to its health, the changes to the types of damage that it takes and how easy it is to um, heal it. And now, especially with the addition of wolf armor, I think that the tamed wolf pet is getting a much needed upgrade and I'm very happy with the direction that they're taking it. Next, we have the cat. Now, the cat could be better. The cat has a few interesting little interactions that it does with the player, um, some of which are a little bit more under the hood, um, but some of which are quite useful. So, for instance, the, the cat scares away creepers, which is what it's usually famous for. You usually have these sat near your doorway or at the perimeter of your base to ward away creepers because you don't want those coming in and messing things up. But they also, and a lot of people don't really understand this, they also scare away phantoms. So um, they have some interesting uses also. If you have your cat um, wandering around, it's not sat down in a certain place and you go to sleep, the cat will actually join you in bed and like kind of like rest on your chest, I believe it does. And in the morning, it has a chance to bring you a few little items of scrap. So maybe some string, spider eyes, rabbit's foot, rabbit hide, that kind of thing. Kind of giving you, telling you the story that while you were asleep, your little cat went out and killed a spider or killed a rabbit and brought you the remains, much like cats do in real life. Um, so the cat has some cool things to it, but it could be better. Next pet we have is the parrot. The parrot is pretty much useless, even though it's pretty cool. It's got some cool little features and little quirks that it has. It's pretty much useless, but it has a ton of potential, and I cannot wait to unpack things that the parrot could do and should do. And finally, this one might be not considered a pet by everybody, but I say the horse. The horse can be a pet. Um, the horse is good. I believe that the horse is good in Minecraft. It's a good addition. It's a good feature in a mob, but again, it could be better. I've talked about in the past how it could be better, but I will plan on talking about how it could be better in the future. So basically, pets... Anything that can be tamed in Minecraft, I consider a pet. Now on to what I mean what do I mean by friends? What are your friends in Minecraft? Maybe a better word for this would be neighbor. So maybe the pets and neighbors update, but that kind of sounded a little weird. Pets and friends. So what do I mean by friends? Any mob that is friendly or neutral and be could be considered an NPC, a non-playable character. So this is not an animal. This is not a cow. This is not a pig. Um, this is not a, you know, it has a little bit more to do with the lore and the story that Minecraft is trying to tell you. This is an NPC. This is being presented to you as an intelligent creature, an intelligent being that lives in the in Minecraft world. It cannot be owned by you. It doesn't consider you its master in any sort of way. It is its own thing, living its own happy life in Minecraft. Apart from you, it is supposed to be kind of your peer, your equal in the game. Um, but specifically the ones that are friendly or neutral. There's a lot of NPCs in the game, not all of them 
qualify as friends. Now, first and foremost, the most obvious one is the villager. The villagers are almost perfect. I love the villager system in Minecraft. Um, how they work, how you interact with them, I think is really, really good. But they are very annoying to work with, <laughs> and they are way too defenseless in the game. So there's a lot of things that we could improve when it comes to the villagers. Now, the next one is the allays. The allays are very annoying to work with, and their AI is horrible. They also feel too much like a pet. They're not a pet. You don't tame an allay, but they do kind of tag along with you a little bit too much. They don't act like the villager, like they, you know, they're cool with you, they're friends with you, they like you, but they kind of have their own thing going on. They're not just following you around everywhere. The allay is different. The allay kind of feel is kind of on that line between it's got its own, you know, intelligent being life out there apart from what you're doing in the game. Um, but it, you know, it's happy to help out. It kind of toes the line between that and being a pet. Um, and I don't like that. I feel like it needs to be a little bit more on the side of being an NPC than a pet. So there's a lot of things that we could change about the allay. Um, now those are the only two things that I would consider friends in Minecraft. NPCs that are not pets, they are friendly or neutral. Piglins do not match this because they are not friendly or neutral. They are only deceived into being that way if you are wearing gold. So it's kind of like you're tricking them into not attacking you. Golems are not friendly or neutral NPCs. I don't really consider them NPCs because they're not intelligent beings. They are creations that you've made. They're kind of like animated dirt. Now, obviously, this is depending on your own personal lore, but I feel personally that Minecraft is presenting the golem as if it is kind of like a mindless robot. You know, it is not something that it has a life of its own. It's something that you've created, and it's more of a living tool than it is an actual living being. Um, you could disagree with me and that's fine, but for the sake of this theoretical update, I'm considering golems not NPCs. Also, and I kind of puzzled about this a little bit, but I would say Endermen are not friendly or neutral NPCs. This is hard because they are actually listed as neutral-ish mobs in Minecraft. Um, but I would consider them not because you can easily make them hostile to you uh, by just looking at them. And so I would put them more into the category of Piglin where they kind of could be considered neutral NPCs, but um, it's just too easy for them to be hostile to you. So I would consider them not in this category of friends. So that being said, there really should be more friends in Minecraft, more friendly or neutral NPCs that are not easily made hostile to the player or can't be made hostile to the player. Things that are more like villagers and more like allays. There's a lot of potential for this in Minecraft, and that is something we're going to explore in a future Wednesday episode. So, uh, before we end this discussion, what are the issues that need to be addressed by this kind of update? Number one, pets dying. Number two, pets having to be babysat. They can't really take care of themselves very well. Number three, pets getting in the way or not doing what they should. So, an AI revamp really needing to happen. NPCs needing to be protected all the time. 
That should not happen with an NPC. They they don't belong to you as the player in this lore of the world, so you shouldn't have to have so much responsibility towards them. And finally, like I said, there's not enough friendly or neutral NPCs. We'll probably add one or two more in this theoretical update. Well, guys, I hope you're looking forward to this new series. I know I am super excited to expand on this theme of pets and friends in Minecraft. But until then, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Send me your questions, your comments, and ideas to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. And if you have any ideas for this theme, this update, uh, send them to me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. So until next episode, everybody, keep digging straight down. I will see you at Bedrock. <laughs>